Good evening, family. How are you doing today? I pray that you are feeling well. I pray that you are doing well. I pray that you took a moment out of your day to look to the hills which cometh your help and gave a great big thank you to our Heavenly Father. He deserves it. He is worth it. So go ahead and give it to him. And if you didn't do it, take a moment and say hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise that you can offer him. Begin to worship, begin to honor him and say, Father, I thank you. Forgive me for not acknowledging you this morning. And let me say thank you right now. I am not going to let this day pass me by without saying thank you. I was blessed going out. I was blessed going in. You kept me. And I just thank you, Father. Amen. I was going to, I wanted to talk about wisdom, but I just said I'm going to read about it. I love the book of Proverbs. To me, it is the book of wisdom. I get to understand the heart and the mind of God. So I'm going just to, I'm going to just to, <laughs> I am going to just read a few um, scriptures and yeah, just love on the word of God. I love reading the word of God and um, I think it's important we take time out of our day to really read, not skim. Those daily devotions is cool, but it's nothing like sitting down, taking a time out, getting your Bible. And the reason why I say get your Bible, because, yeah, I have the Bible app. I have a few Bible apps. But to me, when I get my Bible in my hand, I feel more intentional. I get my, my Bible, my notebook, my highlighters. I mean, business. It's easy to get distracted when you're on your phone because you're getting this notification, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, you're getting emails, regular text messages. It's so much the enemy is going to use if you try to use your phone to read the Bible. So on those days where I'm intentional about getting close and intentional about really reading the word of God, I get my Bible in my hand and I begin to read and I turn my phone off because I don't want anything distracting me. I want to be intentional about spending time with him. So I just wanted to throw that in there. If you have a Bible, take some time out from time to time and open it. Don't just use the phone because the enemy is going to distract you. And if you don't have one, please go out and get you one. It's nothing like having the written word in your hand. You know, there's going to come a time where they really turn off these devices and they're going to shut down the internet and we're going to be needing the word of God. So I encourage you to go get you a Bible if you don't have one. Amen. Amen. So we're just going to read a few chapter, a few verses in Proverbs and be blessed. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Proverbs 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealings in righteousness, justice, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understand obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying the words of the wise and their riddles. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instructions. Hear, my son, 
your father's instructions and forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a graceful garland for your head and a pendant for your neck my son if sinners entice you do not consent if they say come with us let us lie and wait for blood let us ambush the innocent without reason like Sheol let us swallow them alive and whole like those who go down in the pit. We shall find a precious good. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us and we will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your feet from their path for their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood for in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessor. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the market, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy street, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gate, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long, scoffers, delight in their scoffing, and fools, hating knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen. I have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my repuse. I have also, will I laugh at your calamity and will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind. When distress and anguish come upon you, then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they won't find me because they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear of the Lord. Okay, I'm going to just pause right there. This is so important that we really take time to not only draw closer to the vine but we really need a deep relationship with the holy spirit of god for he is the spirit of wisdom this scripture is saying because you did not take heed and you did not receive the counsel of the holy spirit because we do ignore him if we can be honest we ignore him he'll say go right we go left He'll say, don't do this, we do that. He'll tell us, we'll feel it in the gut of our stomach, but we still do the complete opposite. For whatever the reason is, we ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible is saying in Proverbs 1 that in that day that you really need me, and now you're seeking for wisdom, and now you're seeking for understanding, you won't find it. Because when I was trying to talk to you, and when I was trying to rebuke you, and when I was trying to tell you to go this way, you ignored me because you hated knowledge and you did not choose to fear 
the Lord. This is scary, family. This is scary to be in a position where you are not heeding the voice of the Holy Spirit of God. This is a scary position to be in. And I don't know about you, but there are many times when the Holy Spirit has convicted me and I had to repent because I've done something completely opposite than what I've heard. What I know I heard way down in my Noah, I knew it, but I still chose to do something else. And I reaped the consequences of that thing. The word of God is true and it will never return unto him void. And I vowed not to ignore the Holy Spirit. But in order for me to really not ignore the Holy Spirit, I had to get to a place that I knew it was the Holy, the Holy Spirit speaking to me. There's so many voices going on in our head, our own voices, the voices of our loved ones, the voice of the enemy. It's very important that we really be diligent and intentional about really hearing the voice of God over any other voice because when we need to listen we won't i just had to really say that back at verse 29 because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the lord would have none of my counsel and despised all of my reproof therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way just like i was saying i had to reap the benefits of me not listening and Verse 31 is saying, therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way. You're going to reap what you have. So you're going to really have to reap the consequences of what you did. You're going to have to eat that or that saying you wet your bed now lay in it. We don't want that. We really want the mercy of God. But how can God really give us the wisdom and understanding and insight if we're ignoring him? God is always speaking. But are we too busy to listen? Are we in tune to listen? Are we sensitive to listen? Mm. Therefore, you shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fields of their own device. Mm. For the simple are killed by their turning away. And the compliancy of fools destroys them. But whosoever listens to me will dwell and security and will be at ease without dread of disaster but he who listens to me will dwell in safety this is the word of god that we god want us to be safe he wants to give us wisdom he wants to give us understanding but are we listening are we really listening and, and if we're not listening, why are we not listening? What is the reason to why you're not listening? Is it because you don't have a relationship with him? Is it because you value the opinion of men over the opinion of God? Or is it because God is not speaking what you want to hear? God is trying to tell you to stop doing something that you really want to continuously do. Why are you not heeding the voice of God? Only you can really answer that question. But my brother and my sister... By ignoring him, you are hurting yourself. Because in the time when you call out for understanding, in the times that you're calling out for wisdom, in the times you're going to call out for insight, he is going to ignore you. This is the word of God. This is what he's saying. Unless you humble yourself and repent. 
when you repent and say, Lord, forgive me, you have to acknowledge that thing. You have to confess that thing. Lord, I, I've been disobedient. Lord, forgive me. I have been ignoring your voice. I have been doing my own thing. I have been doing what I wanted to do. And Lord, I acknowledge my error. Forgive me, please, Lord, with a sincere heart. Then and only then will he begin to give you wisdom and insight. But you have to humble yourself and you have to let go of your right to be right. We all have our own ideas of what we're doing and we think we are right. It's funny how we put our sin on a scale. Sin is sin in the eyes of God. Whether you are a murderer, thief, or a liar, it is all the same to God. But it's funny how we've got these scales. Well, I'm not like this person. Well, I'm not doing this. So because we're not doing what someone else is doing, what we deem to be more sinful, we don't repent. We don't think we're doing anything wrong. We think God is okay. He's not. Sin is sin. And the wages of them is death, whether you like it or not. Proverbs 2. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight, and raise your voice for understanding. If you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then, then will you understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Whoa, I just love that. I just love that right there. But you got to be intentional, like I was saying before. You have to be intentional. God is saying that I need you to seek I need you to seek. I need you to search out for me as for as if I was hidden treasures. Then and only then, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. We're not going to just open our mouth and say, God, give me wisdom and he give it. God is not going to give the manifold wisdom of God to someone that is going to be careless to someone that is not who doesn't have a heart after God. Someone who don't have a heart after God, who wants to actually build the relationship with him and not just get things. He's not a genie in a bottle. He's our father. He's our friend. He's the I am that I am. He's everything you need him to be. And it's so important that we seek him and that we search for him as if he was a hidden treasure that we desired. If you lost a $1,000 necklace or $5,000 chain or a $10,000 watch, you're going you gonna to tear your house up looking for because it means something to you. It's worth something. But how much more of God? How much more should we be seeking and searching for the heart of God, for the mind of God? For the presence of God. It's crazy what we what we think is important. What we deem valuable. But I tell you the truth. There's nothing more valuable. Than the presence of God. Amen. Verse 6. 
For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice in every good path. For wisdom will come unto your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the path of righteousness to walk in the way of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their way. So you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress and her smooth words, who forsake the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house stinks and sinks down to death and her path to the departed. None who go to her will come back, nor do they regain the path of life. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the path of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land and those with integrity will remain in it. But the wicked, mm -mm. they will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be rooted out of it. Man, that is deep. Proverbs 3, my son. Do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace, they will add to you. Let's pause. He said, don't forget what I'm teaching you, but keep it close to your heart. Because if you do, length of days and years will be added to you. Peace will be added to you. Okay, I'm going to say this one more time. That when you treasure the word of God, that when you love the word of God, and you keep it in your heart, lift of days and years of life in peace will be added to you. That is Proverbs 3, verses 1 and 2. I need you to go get that, check that, highlight that, circle that, highlight it, write it down, put it on a sticky note, put it on a refrigerator, something. Tweet it, chat it, book it. This is good. That when you love the word of God and you hold on to the word of God in your heart, that it will add life to you. Man. I love the word of God. Verse 3. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablets of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Okay. He said, let not steadfast love and faithfulness 
forsake you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them. Write them down on the tablets of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. That when you love, even when it hurts, that when you love, even when people are betraying you, when you are faithful, when you are loyal, and you hold that, and you make a decision that this is who I am. I'm a person that loves. I'm a man or a woman of integrity. I'm faithful, and I'm loyal. The Bible is saying that when you have that type of mindset, that you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. That God sees that and he gives you favor. That he sees your, he sees your steadfast love. Your unmovable love. Your unchanging love. No matter what's going on, even when it hurts. He sees your loyalty. And he gives you favor. And he opens up doors that no man can shut with good success. And when people see you and they see that you are a woman of character and a man of integrity and that you are able to be trusted, you are trustworthy, you find favor. And people will be eager to help you and give you opportunities. I love that. I love, I, I just really love the word of God, but this right here is awesome. I really hope that you will have taken out your Bible. And even if you took out your, your app on your phone, please highlight this. Please don't just skip by this. Let's not go back to um, chapter one when he said, if you don't listen, what's going to happen? I don't want God to ignore you when you call him because you're not giving ear and you're not taking heed to his wisdom and counsel. Please don't just listen to this and just go about your day as if it's nothing. This is the wisdom of God. This is insight. This is counsel right here, okay? The counsel of God. Verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and a refreshment to your bones. Hallelujah. Whew. And this, I can, I can agree from experience that when you have your own idea of what you think, and when you lean to your own understanding, it hurt. It hurt. It's not healing to your flesh. It hurt. I don't I don't understand. I used to cry, Lord, I don't understand. And I begin to apply my own understanding and I give my own assumption to the situation. And I'm so far off. I'm nowhere, I'm nowhere in the right plane. 
I'm not aligned with God. I'm not aligned with the Holy Spirit. I have my own perception. I'm in my feelings and I'm understanding it in a way that is so far off from the heart of God. And he's saying, trust me. Even when you don't understand, don't apply your own assumptions. Because when you assume, I'm pretty sure half of you know the other half of that sentence. We can't be assuming all the time and think we know what we think it is because it's not always the case. It's not always what it seems. It's not always what it looked like. It's not even what it feels like. Our feelings lie to us. Our feelings will have us all messed up and out of alignment. But God is saying, trust in me. Trust me with all your heart. And don't, don't, don't look at your feelings. Don't check your feelings first. Don't say, oh, this is how I feel. This is how it's going to go. No. Check with me. Look to me. Call on my name. And let me give healing to your flesh. Because right now you don't understand. And Lord knows when you don't understand, it hurt. I think not understanding why you're going through something hurts more than the actual point of going through something. Because if I'm going through something and I knew why I was going through it, I would have a little peace. So when you don't lean to your own understanding and you have your own idea and you all in your feelings, it's going to hurt. You're going to be hurt. But Jesus is saying, don't lean to your own understanding. Look to me. Acknowledge me. I'll make your path straight. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Don't think you know what you're looking at. Don't think you know what's really going on. Turn to me. And I will give healing to your flesh. And I will refresh your bones. Come on, you can't tell me the word ain't good. The word is good. Yum, yum, yum. Eat it up. Taste and see the Lord is good. This is good right here. Verse 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth and the first fruit of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. I'm going to pause right here because these are for my skeptics. I have so many people who keep telling me that tithes and offerings are not for today. And I'm just going to say that is a lie from the pit of hell. I just, I just really don't think. And I, honestly, I'm going to keep saying it like this. If God got your heart, he can have your money. It really don't matter. People to me who think, though, oh, I don't have to give my tithes. I don't have to give offering. That was for the old covenant. We're in a new covenant. If you hold on to the tithes and offering, then you under the law. And then if you're going to be under the law, and if you're not abiding by all of the law, you're cursed. You're, we're under grace now. No, these are a whole bunch of excuses. And the truth of the matter is, is this. Jesus said, I have not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. Amen? Amen. When you love God, you have no problem giving anything to God. Your money, your time, your energy, your sir, everything will go to God when you love him. But people who have not yet trust in the Lord with all their heart, who have not looked to the hills, of course they're going to struggle. Of course they're going to look for a way of an escape to say that they, that they, they don't have to apply that to their lives. But to me, it's not about the money. God don't want your money. He want your heart. And the truth of the matter is there are spiritual, biblical laws 
and principles that is unchanging. As a man soweth, so shall he reapeth. And God is looking to see if you trust him with your first fruit. God is looking to see if you trust me enough. I know you got a lot of bills. I know you got to take care of this. I know you have a family. I know you got this going on, but do you trust me? Do you trust me? Going back to verse five, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean to your own understanding. Do you trust me enough to give to me first? Because I promise you that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vast will be bursting with wine. That I'm going to fill you overflow. That I'm going to give you so much more. I'm going to give you triple than what you have given me. It's not about the money. It is about your heart. And if you can trust God with all that you have, he will give you plenty. He will fool you to the brim till your cup runneth over. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of your produce. Then your bonds will be filled with plenty and your vast will be bursting with wine. You better give God your money if you want it to grow. I'm telling you, these these spiritual principles and laws are in place and in motion and is nothing that neither one of us could do about it. We could take scripture and try to come to we could take scripture to cut out scripture if you want to play that game with yourself. But I'm telling you. It's bigger than your money It's bigger than your paycheck. It's all about your heart. Verse 11. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son of whom he delights. A lot of times we go through so many different things and we struggle with going through them. And we don't understand why we're going through them. And this is saying, don't don't be angry. Don't despise God because you're going through a season. Because you're going through for development, for maturity. God is doing something. He's molding. He's shifting. He's shaping you. He's not taking you through this for nothing. For the Lord reproves him who he loves. God wants to approve you. God ain't going to just let you be ashamed. There's character, integrity. There's things that he needs to build in you. You think you got it going on with a bag of chips with a soda on the side. But he knows if he puts you in the room prematurely, you're going to ruin it. That if I give you this blessing prematurely, it's going to be hurtful, not beneficial. So he takes us through some things and we learn how to love and we learn how to forgive and we learn how to be patient in these moments and these seasons. So that when he takes us and he approves us and position us to be what we're praying for. We won't fall. So my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary with his reproof. For the Lord reproves him who he loves as a father, the son. In whom he delights. Amen. Verse 11. I'm sorry. Verse 13. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom. And the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver. And her profit better than gold. 
She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare to her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her lefts are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold fast are called blessed. The Lord, by wisdom, founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the deeps broke open and the clouds dropped down the dew. My son, do not lose sight of these. Keep sound wisdom and discretion, and they will be life for your soul and an ornament for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you lie down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of sudden terror or of the ruin of the wicked when it comes. For the Lord will be your confidence and you will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. I love that. I hold on to that. That is so important to me. Do not withhold good from those who it is due when it is in your power to do it. Please do not mistreat those that are good to you. Do good to those that it is due, to whom it is due, especially when it's in your power to do it. Sometimes people take power and they, they are manipulative and they use it against people. I love this because it's so important because how you treat people is important. Jesus said, what you do unto the least, you do unto me. So you be careful how you treat people and don't withhold good. Don't, don't be good to people. Don't treat people good and talk to them good. Don't, don't, don't mistreat people. I'm telling you, family, people think they slick and they think they could treat people any old kind of way, but not in the eyes of God. He see everything. He see everything. Verse 28. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again. Tomorrow I will give it when you have it with you. Do not plan evil against your neighbor who dwells trustly beside you. Do not contend with a man for no reason when he has done no harm okay please highlight that please please highlight that do not contend with a man for no reason people are just angry and mean for no reason and want to hurt people for no reason god is watching god is watching repent repent verse 31 do not envy a man of violence and do not choose any of his ways for the devious person is an abomination to the Lord but the upright are in his confidence the Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked but he blesses the dwelling of the righteous towards the scorners he is scornful but to the humble he gives favor the wise will inherit honor but fools get disgraced. I'm just going to pause there and I'm going to come back on another episode and continue reading 
the book of Proverbs. I think it will be pretty helpful for each and every one of us. Um, I pray that you you got your highlighter on or you wrote something down or whatever because we need the wisdom of God. There's nothing in this world that can trump the wisdom of God. I want to know. I don't know about you, but I want to know the deep things, the secret things. I want to know the heart of God. I want to know the mind of God. He created the heavens and the earth. He created us. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So there's no greater person to go to than the one person who know me better than me. He knows you better than you know yourself. He knows what's your next move. And if you like me, you want your next move to be your best move. You need the wisdom of God for every area of your life. For every decision, we need wisdom. We're foolishly saying yes to things we should be saying no to. We're doing things that we should not do because we don't have the wisdom of God. We ignore him and we take the counsel of the world and we leave God out. But I pray as we go through the book of Proverbs and as we study together that we will shift our heart and look to God and not to man and not to this world and not even to ourself. Not lean into our own understanding, but looking to God for his mercy, his grace, and his wisdom. I pray you was blessed tonight. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you again, reading the book of Proverbs. Until then, I love you. God bless.